The mission of the Pennsylvania Department of Education is to ensure that every learner has access to a world-class education system. Welcome to PDE Presents, a podcast series for lifelong learners that's dedicated to elevating voices across the Commonwealth. And now your host, Noe Ortega. Welcome to PDE Presents. I'm your host, Noe Ortega. PDE Presents is part of a broader strategy by the Pennsylvania Department of Education aimed at changing the way we think and talk about the mission and outcomes of education in the Commonwealth and across the country. Through this strategy, the department aims to shine a spotlight on the greater public good and collective mission of education. This podcast invites school leaders, educators, and other stakeholders to participate in conversations that unpack contemporary topics in education with a focus on equity. My guest today is Dr. Damari Bonilla Rodriguez, a national leading authority on leadership development, especially as it pertains to diversity and inclusion. She delivers keynote addresses and presentations drawing upon her experience from roles in the nonprofit, private, and government sectors, as well as her doctoral research. Her research about Latina leadership in the United States has served the foundation for events, conference sessions, publications, and content development to address the urgency of leadership development for a fast growing population and create a pipeline of diverse leaders. As an individual who grew up with three fabulous Latinas, each leaders in their own right, I'd like to welcome to PDE Presents, Dr. Bonilla Rodriguez. Good morning, Secretary. Thank you for having me, it's an honor. Thank you for being here. Dr. Bonilla Rodriguez, for those who might be virtually meeting you for the first time, What is something that you might be willing to share with our listeners about who you are as a professional and how you approach your work? I love that question because it separates the bio from the individual, right? Often you hear the biography and you're thinking, who is that? Oh, that's me. But the real me is the eldest of three sisters whose mother died when we were young uh, as a victim of homicide and the uh, first in my family to attend college, graduate college earn a doctoral degree and serve as a role model for my sisters who uh, are a police officer in New York City and an LCSW in New York City as well, but also as a role model for the broader Latino community, for women, for communities of color, for individuals in impoverished communities, for anyone who has not seen in their own space an individual break barriers so that they will know that they can have that opportunity as well. And that's what motivates me every day to do the work that I do. Dr. Bonilla Rodriguez, first, let me begin by really thanking you for your authenticity and sharing who you are as an individual, your experiences. And it's a real lesson for our listeners to understand that everyone, even great leaders such as yourself, have a story, a history that really lends and speaks to why we do what we do. And I think it's important for us to highlight. There's no doubt This past year has changed the educational landscape forever. Can you share with our listeners what is one thing you feel is the most pressing matter in the field of education? Absolutely. I would say across all demographics, pressing issues are about ensuring students' individual needs are being met. 
whether they are brick and mortar, whether they are virtual online learning, that we are meeting the needs of our individual and diverse student population across the Commonwealth and across the country. I would say another pressing issue is broadband access. We saw many disparities, and particularly in Pennsylvania, I'm in the Poconos, and we saw uh, a lot of individuals not able to get online as quickly as we would have liked to when we had to be creative. And then also that students have their basic needs met, such as food and shelter and safety, because if a student is hungry or if they're cold or if they don't have clothing to wear, they're not going to be able to focus on learning. And then I would add that for communities of color, the language barrier and technology challenges, as well as a disconnect to navigating the beast of our educational system locally and nationally. Those are some of the issues that I'm seeing in the different spaces that I'm part of. Dr. Bonilla Rodriguez, you really shed light on things that people often forget and take for granted when we think about education and its outcomes, right? Basic needs, things like food, nutrition that are extremely important for young learners to be able to succeed. And then when we think about the structural barriers, such as simple access to broadband, which was clearly an important uh, resource during the pandemic. Can you tell us when you think about what you think is important in the work that you do, how does your equity lens inform and, inf and frame your work each and every day? Uh, Secretary, I wake up breathing uh, equity in, in every space and it's because I have had to work harder and this may resonate with you as, as a Latino leader in the space that you are, but I have had to work harder than individuals who are at the same decision-making tables that I am, even when I've had the credentials, even when I have had the experience, uh, sometimes more credentials and more experience, right? As one of less than 4% of Latinas in the country with a doctoral degree, I often come to the table being the most formally educated and doing the national work that I do, I often come to the table having more experience or broader experience than my counterparts, but have to work harder to prove myself, to validate what I bring to the table. The realization for me is that I'm not there to open an opportunity for myself, but to open an opportunity for our students. And therefore, I find myself fearlessly fighting to ensure access to all students, for all students and on behalf of all students, but particularly students in poor communities and particularly students of color that have these added challenges that we talked about just a minute ago. And currently with the dynamic of an anti-diversity, equity and inclusion movement, across communities in, in the United States where individuals are fighting us on that equity lens, it's more critical than ever that we use that lens to inform what we do to ensure access. For individuals, uh, Dr. Bonilla Rodriguez, that are looking to go into this work, I think you raise a real important aspect, right? There are There is a currency that Latinos and other people of color have to uh, uh, anti up when they're going into this work and credentials are one of the biggest ones, right? Other people define merit on our behalf, which is a difficult challenge, but uh, the firm commitment that folks have showed and, and I'm, you certainly have led, led by example, pave the way for other individuals to enter those conversations. I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about what your team and you are doing to break down barriers, reconstruct systems with equity at the forefront. 
Absolutely. So I'll I'll just note that I'm on several different teams, right? So I'm the first Hispanic elected to the East Strasburg Area School District School Board and was elected in 2019. I chaired the education and the negotiation committees there. And what I'm doing with my team there is consistent communication, continuous learning, and ensuring that each individual that has this lens and wants to be part of the work has the space and the support to be able to move the work forward. Uh, right before I joined you, I was on a team meeting where we were talking about how is the DEI conversation evolving? How has it been uh, um, approached in the past in terms of our special needs students, right? Because diversity work is not new. It has always existed. It's when individuals have um, a particular idea of what diversity is or how it should be approached that we get into these these challenging situations, if you will. So I would say continuous conversation, continuous education and working together and knowing that we haven't arrived, that that this is a, a work based on a continuum that we are each at a different place and we have to be able to work together regardless of where we are for the benefit of our students. If we keep our students as the, the front and center focus, then we're gonna be able to do well. That's the same lens that I apply on the Colonial Intermediate Unit 20 board, where I was the first Hispanic and the first person of color to join uh, less than two years ago, and the first person of color and first Hispanic to hold the leadership role when I was voted in vice president three months ago. So always using what experiences you have, the experiences of the students, the experiences of the community to make it work for the benefit of all, right? What am I learning from this? I'm not going to be bitter that I had to work harder. I'm not going to stay frustrated that I have to prove myself. How can I use that to break barriers so that our students don't have to work as hard, but are able to get more done in the same amount of time than I was able to get it done? Rodriguez, I feel like the themes of what I hear you saying is it's not just about leadership and uh, paving pathways, which you have done, but it's really also about listening and learning from others. And I think that's a real important lesson for all our leaders. I know that this work is never easy. I wonder what advice or strategies you would share with someone who is interested in following in your footsteps and even taking it a step further since you've done a lot of work with regards to Latinas and leadership in these difficult spaces, what might you offer them as a strategy and advice as well? I'll tell you that this question might've been different two weeks ago or a month ago before I have faced scrutiny and public attacks and a, a heightened level of stress more than ever before, because right now, it's tough to be in education. You know, people copy your social media posts and use your equity lens and your diversity work as negative and they come after you. And, and it, it has been very exhausting. So the benefit to that has been the opportunity to reflect on why I do this work. This conversation is very timely because it helps motivate me to continue to do the work, but also how can I continue doing the work and inspiring others to join us and or if they're already in education to elevate to run for office in terms of roles where they're able to make decisions and um, 
to pursue leadership roles. So in my day job, if there's such a thing, I'm the director of the Leaders of Color New York program, which works to build a bench of black and brown leaders. There, I tell my fellows that they have to create a community of people that are like them, people that talk like you and understand the cultural nuances and the challenges of being a leader of color or being a female leader or being a leader in a particular community where the nuances might be different than another geographic area. In terms of the learning that I have recently had, I've learned and been reminded of the conversation of self-care, that it is okay to take time for myself in order for me to be able to continue to advocate and fight for others. And Saturday, for example, I had to practice what I preach. I took the day off. I had four events that I had to attend and I took the day off because I was just really worn down and I contacted the individuals and said, I hope you had a fabulous event. Event. I had to take this time to feel better, to re-energize and to rest. Uh, the other thing that I tell individuals, I serve on the Governor's Latino Commission where I chair the Education Committee. I represent the Poconos, but the Education Committee is statewide. And the other thing that is a focus for me telling leaders is to continue learning, whether that is formal or informal. We have not learned everything there is to learn. I consider myself a lifelong learner. That does not mean that I will pursue another degree, but it means that I participate in webinars, that I engage in conversations, um, not only with individuals who are like-minded, but with individuals that, that do feel differently than I do, so that we're able to think about what are the different lenses that individuals have, what informs those lenses, and how do we make decisions for the benefit of our students, knowing that we've looked at all possibilities. So I would say continue to learn, take care of yourself, and surround yourself by colleagues and mentors who understand what you're going through. Dr. Bonilla Rodriguez, I think that's an important message to the listeners because many people often think that you wake up and you're able to lead and continue to be effective when in fact you're continuously learning. You're challenging yourself to circle back and learn new things, under understand perspectives, which is important. And I think the other point that I'd like to reiterate to our listeners is that you know, even someone as accomplished as Dr. Bonilla Rodriguez, she understands that she has to begin by taking care of herself as well. And I think that's an important lesson for all of us to consider. Uh, clearly a pioneer in everything that you've done. The Commonwealth is much better for having individuals like you around, Damari, and ultimately the students who get to benefit from your work and the fellows who have an opportunity to spend some time working with you. I really want to thank you and personally add that it's been an absolute privilege talking to you. Uh, thank you again for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. And you triggered something for me earlier when you made the comment about people paving the way for us. And it's my favorite quote, which is, if I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. And so I know that resonates with your family story. And um, hopefully for many who are listening, that they will find those giants and then they will become those giants for others. So thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. Our guest today was Dr. Bonilla Rodriguez. I'm Noe Ortega, and I want to thank everyone who joined us today for PDE Presents. Production and technical assistance provided by the Harrisburg branch of the Pennsylvania Training and Technical Assistance Network.